from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's Tuesday, July 18th, 2023. Packed, packed show this morning. A lot happening from yesterday to today. We're going to be covering on this morning's show. So don't go anywhere. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Good morning to everyone tuning in to our live broadcast. We see you, and we thank you for making this part of your morning routine, because in just a moment, we'll do ours, which is our traditional coffee cup sip so can't wait to share all of that with all of y'all here in just a few moments but before i do we are heading to black hat i'm really really excited but i will be spending some time in vegas in a few short weeks at the black hat conference come by say hello i'll be doing some live broadcasts from there some podcasting and so forth if you're interested in being part of the show if you're a cybersecurity partner um would love to partner with you and see how we can uh, help create content together. We are looking for a few sponsors. Uh, we do have a few slots still available, so you can reach out to us at cyberhubpodcast.com or through our LinkedIn uh, page as well and get all the details for that. Now, without further ado, join me to kick off this morning's traditional cup of coffee with my double espresso coffee cup. Cheers, y'all. And we'll start this morning's show with microsoft exchange online being hit by a new outage that's blocking emails microsoft is currently investigating an ongoing exchange online outage that's preventing customers from sending emails and triggering triggering 503 errors on affected systems the impacted users are reporting having issues with emails sent from microsoft 365 environments being returned with a 503 5.5.1 bad sequence of command errors the investigation is ongoing According to Microsoft, um, it's not affecting all regions apparently at the moment based on just some early reports. Um, And Microsoft says the root cause of the issue has been addressed. Uh, This is literally just got updated a few hours ago. Uh, So this is still being affecting some users, but they say that the root cause has been addressed. So it's just potentially a matter of some sort of reset here um, for Microsoft. The AWS Credential stealing campaign has now spread to Microsoft Azure and Google Cloud, according to the team TNT. The threat actor appears to be setting the stage for a broader cloud worm attacks, according to researchers. The sophisticated cloud credential stealing and crypto mining campaign that was targeting AWS environment for the last several months has now expanded to Azure and GCP. The tools used in the campaign share considerable overlap with some associated with those associated with team TNT and notorious financially motivated threat actors. The broader targeting appears to have began in June of this year, according to researchers at Sentinel-1 and Permiso, and is consistent with the continuous series of incremental refinements that the threat actor behind the campaign has been making to it since the series of attacks began in December. In separate reports highlighting their key takeaways, the firms noted that the attacks are targeting Azure and Google Cloud services involved in the same core attack scripts that the threat actor behind it was using on the AWS campaign, However, since Azure and JCP capabilities are very uh, nascent and less developed than AWS tooling, the uh, threat actor says that they've only implemented the Azure credential collection module in in more recent campaigns, meaning June 24th and newer attacks. Development has been consistent and will likely see more tools emerge over the coming weeks with bespoke automation for these environments should the attacker find a valuable investment. They're also going after Docker instances were reported on that yesterday on the show as well. So there's 
that they assessed that the threat actor was preparing an aggressive cloud worm designed to deploy in AWS environments with the goal of facilitating cloud credentials theft and resource hijacking the deployment of a backdoor called Tsunami. Similarly, Sentinel-1 and Permissio joint analysis of the evolving threat showed that in addition to the shell scripts from earlier attacks, TMT is now delivering a UPX-packed Golang-based ELF binary. The binary basically drops and executes another shell script for scanning an attacker's specified range and propagating to other vulnerable targets. The war- the, this warming propagation mechanism looks for systems responding with a specific Docker version user agent. These Docker instances could be hosted through Azure or GCP, so they're looking at that multi-cloud environment as well. As well as on the lateral movement front, Sysdig last week updated a report it first published in December with new details of the Scarlet Eel. We talked about that last week on the show, and you can go and check that out as well. Your cloud environments are a target. The threat actors are getting really, really handy with how they're approaching these targets, and you've got to be prepared. You've got to have visibility in your cloud environments. One, you've got to be able to mitigate and understand what natural behavior is and what unnatural or suspicious behavior would be. And in order to do that, you have to know your business. And in order to do that, you have to know your developers and application uh, folks and how are they spinning stuff up in the cloud? What are they using Docker for? What are they using some of these containers for? And what's the traditional kind of activity that you would see there? That's the only way that's really one of the only ways for you to mitigate these, these threats here. And this one is significant. That's why I've spent a lot of time on it is because they're not only going after resources, they're hijacking credentials. They're going to move laterally. So if you're not just on AWS, you're on AWS and Azure, they're going to move laterally between those. They're going to hijack the resources of both, either for crypto mining, for a potential ransomware, for potential data encryption, data wiping malware. That's really shortly on the horizon. Everything we see in the battlefield today, at some point or another, we will see in our environments. So just keep that in mind. Criminals are exploiting a critical WordPress WooCommerce payments bug. Uh, criminals are conducting widespread exploitation of a critical WooCommerce payment plugin to gain privilege of any user, including admins, on vulnerable WordPress installations. WooCommerce payment is a really popular WordPress plugin that allows websites to accept credit and debit cards as payments in WooCommerce stores. On March 23rd, a developer released version 5.6.2 to fix the critical 9.8 rated vulnerability tracked as CVE 2023-28121. The flaw affects the WooCommerce payment plugin version 4.8.0 and higher and now has a new one. At this time, WooCommerce says that there's no known active exploitation, but some appear to have already been fallen victim for this specific bug, so you want to make sure to get that patched ASAP. Yesterday, we talked about Adobe Cold Fusion. Some very funny comments after the show that I was reading of people saying, well, people still using it. We've had a few users say, be surprised, but it's predominantly used still in government. Uh, <laughs> so Adobe's informing customers about three critical Cold Fusion vulnerabilities, CV 2023-29-2-9-8-2-9-3-0-0-3-8-2-0-3 are all part of this rapid seven is now reporting that the uh, patched vulnerabilities actually there's an active exploit out there and you should be patching these asap so you want to make sure to get that done there are some indicators of compromise and mitigation guidance for those that can't patch that are available and all of these links are in the show notes you can go and check them out there as well sisa is also ordering government agencies to mitigate the windows and office zero day sisa conducted or sorry, CISA has ordered federal agencies to mitigate remote code execution zero days affecting Windows 
and office products that were exploited by the Russian-based rom-com cyber criminal group in the NATO phishing attack. The security flaw CV 2023-36884 has been added to CISA's long, long list of known exploited vulnerabilities on Monday. Under the Binding Operational Directive 22-01 issued in November of 2021, the FCEB are now required to secure Windows devices on their network against the exploitation. They've been given three weeks until August 8th to secure their systems uh, by implementing mitigation measures shared by Microsoft nearly one week ago. So there's that. VirusTotal had a data leak that exposed some registered customer information the security incident, which compromised a database of 5,600 names in a 313 kilobyte file, was first disclosed by Der Spiegel and Der Standard yesterday. A virus total popular, popular service and one that's really critical to many security researchers analyzes suspicious files in URL to detect malware. And it's kind of like the central hub of all malware signatures. VirusTotal said they're aware of the unintentional distribution of a small segment of customer group admin emails and organization names. By one of our employees on the virus total platform, uh, they've removed the list and have uh, within an hour of it posting and are looking at their internal processes to address that. So uh, there's that on virus total. The Biden administration and the White House have now started a new voluntary cybersecurity labeling scheme aimed at helping Americans purchase internet connected devices such as smart TVs, appliances, and thermostats that are safer and less vulnerable to. Hacking consumers would see a shield logo says U.S. Cyber Trustmark program by the FCC. The agency plans to seek public feedback before launching the program in late 2024. If you're asking yourself, what do you have to do to do, have the U.S. Cyber Trustmark? Follow the IoT rules from uh, follow the IoT rules uh, from NIST. Yeah, there's there's that. <laughs> there's there's those rules by NIST. That's how you get this. So. This rules. We'll see how that goes. So far, uh, a few companies have joined in the certification. Amazon, Best Buy, uh, Google, other companies who make or sell smart devices have pledged to support the cyber labeling system, according to the White House. We'll see how that actually looks in the place. The FCC intends to use a scannable QR code linking to a national registry of certified devices. So we'll see how this pans out. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one? You know, let me know in the comments. And police arrest a Ukrainian Skyware develop, scareware developer after a 10-year manhunt. The Spanish National Police have apprehended a Ukrainian national wanted internationally for his involvement in a scareware operation spanning from 2006 to 2011. As the extensive operation led to the infection of hundreds of thousands of computers with malicious software designed to display pop-up messages intended to mislead and the users into thinking their computers were infected with malware. The unsuspecting victims who wanted to get rid of the alleged malware were coerced into paying $129 for a fake security program. On Tuesday, June 11th, Spanish authorities arrested the suspect at the Barcelona El Parat airport. Upon his arrival, after law enforcement agents found out about his planned flight to Barcelona, the operation had been carried out by investigators from the General Information Police Station in coordination with the Professional Information Provisional Information Brigade of Tenerife and Barcelona with the El Prat Airport Police Station at the international level. It has the support of the FBI and Interpol. The arrest was made possible thanks to the Interpol red notice issued by the U.S. underscoring the international collaboration there. So um, another one bites the dust, y'all. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more. Thursday, I'm in our nation's capital. 
uh, with a special, special show. So can't wait to share all of that with y'all and, and what comes out of Thursdays. Uh, we'll be talking about on Monday, some of it, not all of it, because there's Chatham House rules for some of those discussions. But uh, we'll, we'll brief you in on what I can responsibly, obviously. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Thank you all for tuning in this morning. Again, 9 a.m. live, Monday through Thursday. We're here for all of y'all, giving you the latest of everything you need for practitioners uh, to get the job done. So till then, have a great rest of your day, y'all, and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.